for coaches by coaches. This is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sutterling. What's up, everybody? It's your boys. We're back. Our seasons are done with. It's always like we're happy that Soccer Chat's back, but we're upset that our seasons are done. So we kind of just meet in the middle and you get the best of both worlds. We've got a lot to talk about this upcoming season uh, on Soccer Chat as Nick and I will kind of be taking you through our seasons along with other coaches throughout the next few months where you'll be hearing great stories of past, but also what this year was like, as well as getting you guys ready for the upcoming United Soccer Coaches Convention that's being held in Anaheim, California this year in January. And if you keep listening, we've got some details at the end on how you yourself can get a sweet discount by going to the United Soccer Coaches Convention using a promo code that we've got for you that maybe you have seen on Twitter. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, I told you the other night when we were going to do this, I had a question for you. So here's the question. I, and I all I told you was you needed to think. You are the coach of any team in the world. Any team in the world. It could be a men's team. It could be a women's team. You have three Brinks trucks, coach and two players. Who are you getting? Any team in the world. Three Brinks trucks. Yep. I, can, I can just, I can take any coach. I yep. mean, I mean, obviously my bias, I'm going to pick, okay. I'm going to do, if you pick all three Liverpool dudes, no, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not. I, that's what I was, I, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to pick one Liverpool and then I'm going to vary the other ones. So mm-hmm. obviously Jurgen Klopp would be my number one, like for yeah. a manager. And then I would take Trinity Rodman and Right now, I'd go on uh, as a random one. Um, I would go like I don't know. I, gosh, it's so tough. It's harder than what you think. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh it's I'm 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 struggling with this right now. Right now, I'll say my other one would be Jude Bellingham. Okay, okay. I I played this game with uh, Quinn's coach the other day, and um. I went with Laura Harvey, Sam Kerr, and Emily Sonnet. Oh, that's a, that's a fun. I, I, if we we're going out to get a beer, I think that would be like <laughs> the best group. Ever. See, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more than just soccer. Like I, I, cause we were talking about some teams who like haven't hired a coach yet. And like, if you were the GM of those teams, what would you do? Who, like, if you had three Brinks trucks, who would you go get? Um, it's interesting that we brought up. You know, Laura Harvey, as some are kind of speculating where Laura Harvey might end up. Hey, you know what? Before we go any further, here's your opportunity to get a great discount at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Ignite your passion for soccer coaching here. The 2024 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Anaheim is not just an event, it's an experience. This year, we're featuring some of the biggest names and minds in soccer. Leonard Griffin from Cal Men's Soccer, Carla Thompson of San Diego Wave FC, and the incomparable Randy Waldrum, head coach of the Nigeria Women's National Team. Dive into immersive field sessions that cover contemporary topics from transition tactics and modern play to the evolution of goalkeeper training. But that's not all. The business of soccer flourishes inside the exhibit hall. Witness hundreds of brands from around the world unveil the latest products and services hitting the market and personally engage with industry leaders from across the globe. This is your chance to learn from the best and discover the future of soccer both on and off the field. And here's the kicker. Prices are set to increase after December 13th. So why wait? 
Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24, that's SOCCERCHAT24, and join us at a special price of $425. Shape the future of soccer with knowledge from the best in the business. Download the United Soccer Coaches Convention mobile app today to view the full lineup of presenters at the world's largest event for soccer coaches. You can join us today at a discounted rate just by making sure to use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24 when you register for the 2024 United Soccer Coaches Convention. But this episode is, we actually kind of planned this one two weeks ago when the worst kept secret was leaked out that the United States Women's National Team and United States Soccer Federation has hired Emma Hayes as the new women's national team coach. Obviously, huge news, as well as the fact that she will be getting the bag, my guys. She's making the exact same as Greg, which I believe I saw was 1.6. Yeah, in that range for sure. I thought yes, it was I it's saw, more than what you and I make. Yeah, went up by quite a bit. But uh when I saw a uh, tactical manager, which is like a Twitter account that does a lot of uh stuff for the US men's national team, and he's just like I think his tweet was, I don't know much about her because again, his they're I think it's two of them, but they're they're mainly on the men's national team, but they're like I, I imagine she should be making more than Greg. And I was just mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> like that is so that's true. very true. That's so very, true. very true. You know, it's um Anybody who has been involved in United Soccer Coaches and obviously, you know, the big networking that that soccer has um, around these parts, you know, Emma, not too long ago, was here in the States coaching. Um, You know, she was uh, her first coaching job was the manager of the Long Island Lady Riders. Uh, in the USLW League back in 2002. Uh, Then she was the head coach at Iona. Uh, in 2003 and then uh, she was there for two years and then went to become the first team assistant coach and the academy director for Arsenal in 2006. Uh, What a jump to go from Iona College to Arsenal and then she was the manager of the Red Stars uh, in 2008. Two years later uh, took up a technical director's role with the Western New York Flash uh, and then uh, had another consultant stint with the Washington Freedom then she was hired by Chelsea uh, during the Summer Olympics in 2012, uh, where their coach left to go to Liverpool. And uh, she's been there ever since. And, and she mentioned in a pretty cool interview about it's pretty rare to see someone who's managed a team for 11 years. Uh, and she's yes. done so. I think that I've said this for the last few years. I think male or female aside, I think Emma Hayes is the best coach in the world. You know, people can can tweet me and all the pep, 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 pep. Cool. Like whatever. Emma has developed players. She's trained players. Yeah, she's gotten maybe one or two players of a big stature at big cost. You know, your Sam Kerr's uh, amongst a, a couple others. But like what she has done to the Chelsea team since she's been there is nothing short of remarkable. And the fact that she had the dynasty. That's why I said when U.S. soccer made it official, I was like, the dynasty's back, you bozos. Like it is, it is time. We're coming back. Well, and it's interesting because I like you obviously are a Chelsea fan. And so I and I know you follow along with the women's team. And so I never really had. And I and to be fair, correctly or incorrectly, Liverpool on the women's side hadn't really invested a lot. So I we we didn't have a ton of access to them. I've been able to watch a lot more uh, of them lately and the women's super league and stuff like that. But my 
can, oh, and uh, shout out to Katie Stengel who just won a, uh, she was a former Liverpool forward that won with Gotham this past weekend. But um, that like I came across and I was just looking, I was kind of, I think it was in the off season. I was looking for documentaries on soccer and the Chelsea women's documentary that was, I think it was done by DZ, DAZN sports or whatever. It was like six part uh, documentary, hour long episodes for Chelsea women. I remember being like, Oh, this is intriguing. And from the moment she gets on screen, you're just captivated by her. Mm. She just draws you in. And it was, I, it was so refreshing because one, like you would see the stuff behind the scenes that she would deal with. And it's stuff that like we deal with on a daily basis, like player drama and like having to make tough decisions and things like that. And the thing that I love about her is she clearly cares a ton for the players but also understand that with her job, she's going to hurt their feelings sometimes. And you have to be okay with that if you're going to be an elite level coach. And I think she gives me so much Jill Ellis vibes in that way where like, she's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but she clearly cares for you. And simultaneously, she's going to be ruthless in her picking of her team. And if you're not like, it's that one that's going around Twitter right now, but essentially at halftime, it's like, we're giving you all the tools to do your job. And if you're not doing it, someone else out there will. And that's yeah. like when you see that documentary of them bringing Sam Curry in and like even when Beth English at the time was like kick, kicking butt or whatever and they were still being successful. It's like, hey, if we're not pushing the envelope, we're we're standing still. And I think I was a quote I saw of hers where it was essentially like what got us here won't get us there. Yeah. And so I think like with that mentality, that's what the women's national team needs right now. I there was there's a uh, it may be from that. Um I've seen a clip of her. Um, I think they're going over tactics or something like that because there's like a, a video screen in the background of her and whatnot. And these are like the top professional players in the world. And she is just verbally assaulting them, but like very calm. And she's just like, that's not good enough. Like, I don't care your excuse. I don't care whatever. And it, that may have been the one where she says like, if you won't do your job, someone else will, or we'll find yeah. somebody else to do it. And like, you think of like here in the NBA and the MLS and even in college, a coach says that everybody's going to the higher ups. Oh, listen, you know what she said, what she said. But I think it's, it's that, that presence that she brings. Cause like, I can remember I first got onto Emma Hayes. I want to say in 2008 was when I saw my first, um session that she did at the convention that year and i just remember like that was also the first field session i went to where like as soon as it was over with i walked up and talked to the 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 uh clinician and was just like i have to meet you i like i thought that was super incredible what you did and whatnot and like she was one where like we all kind of say this about convention where those field sessions were sometimes like sometimes the players just don't work with what the coach is trying to do. Maybe the level's not as high or, or what it may be. And that like, didn't matter to Emma. Like she didn't have a fantastic group, but she ended up getting them midway through the session, doing it exactly the way she wanted. And that like spoke a lot of volumes and, you know, it's so cool to like see her go on this rise, like ever since then. And it kind of like, having mutual friends that like, I know that, you know, have dinner, whether when she comes back to the States or like they go visit her. And when you hear about the non-coach Emma, and especially like now the mom Emma, 
Um, it's incredible. And that's what like Chelsea just released a video, I think like three days ago, an interview with her where she basically kind of like apologizes to the fans and, and whatnot for the timing of this and everything. But like, you know, to let them know that she's still focused and she makes the comment about, um, Oh my gosh. Um, that she felt like this was the dream situation because it's going to give her and the club time to find the perfect person. Um, yeah. At the same time, she said, she's like, you know, I've never once been able to pick up my son from school. I've never once been able to take him to some type of actor after school activity or club. Um, and she's like, there's, I don't want to wait till he's 12 and decide like, oh, it's too late. And she's like, I needed to do something for me that is going to give me the time to actually be a mom because my son wants a mom in his life. And I'm just sitting there like, man, like how cool is it that you've got a great job where you're at? Don't get me wrong. And now you're taking a job, getting an even bigger bag and you got more time off, uh, you know, yep. to go, to go do those things. And I think it's a, it's a testament to her work and what she's done uh, because that's the thing like people don't think. I mean, like she was at Iona college. Yeah. Like kind of, you know, kind of got kickstarted there and, you know, now look at her. She's the the coach of the best team in the world. And I think kind of, you know, a question that I had for you that I've had a lot of people reach out to me since, you know, her announcement is like, what does it look like now? And a lot of people are saying, you know, it's going to take time because she's got a lot of stuff to to try to correct. But to you, what's this going to look like going forward? Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't know if there is a coach I would have rather had had their name announced in the last couple of days. I mean, obviously like two weeks ago, like you said, I don't know how a secret like that gets out without all parties, like being like, Hey, we're making this announcement. Chelsea, well, make the, I was going to say the, cause the, I, I thought it was kind of weird on Chelsea's part to announce that she was leaving, but they didn't yes. say what for Yeah, right after the rumors had come out. But then like, what I also thought was weird was like, all the soccer insiders and sources all said like, Hey, here's who we've gotten are the three finalists for the job. Yep. And Emma's name was not in there. And I think all of us over the last couple of years, like, or I would say a majority of us over the last couple of years, like when Jill left, it was like, okay, Emma Hayes. But then like Emma was so committed to Chelsea that it was like, okay, that's not a possibility. And I think Emma was a wish list for a lot of people. I don't, I think whenever Vodko got released, I don't even think Emma was like, number one in the like Vegas odds. No, no, not for, not for my recollection. Yeah. So like, it's kind of weird how like, I, I want to, this thing, like, I wish I was a fly on the wall. Like, how did this go down? Because like, she wasn't one of the three finalists that it got leaked out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, Emma Hayes is coming to the US. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, again, but like going back to it, to your original question, I don't know if there's a coach I would have rather had taken over just because for a lot of reasons, I think we need someone like her. Um, again, she just gives me Jill Ellis vibes and Jill Ellis debatably is the best national team manager of all time. Like no one's ever won back-to-back world cup on the women's side. Like she's, she's ridiculous. And so I think with that, and you look at the pedigree she's had, what she's done at Chelsea and 
the big personalities she has to manage there. Like she has some of the biggest names in sport. Like how many World Cup finalists did she coach with the England national team? Like you, and not only like older, like talent, like not that Sam Kerr is like old, old, but then you have some of the younger ones like um, James and some of the other ones that are coming through. Like she's knows how to deal with those types of personalities. And so I think it's funny because there's there was a lot of talk about how she's finishing with Chelsea, but she needs to get running up and running with the national team. And it's for me, and I know there's um, the Olympics coming up, but I care way less about the Olympics. I, I don't know. It's not it's not that important for me. I want her to take our next group and really do something with the World Cup. And when you look at the group that she's taking over, she's got a good group as long as they can stay healthy and. I'm just really excited because I don't think she would have made a lot of the same decisions with the old guard that were made this summer with Vladko. And so that's where I'm really excited. I think she has proven that she is ruthless. Like if you're not doing your job, she's going to find someone who's going to do it, whether that's scoring, whether that's doing the work, whether it's keeping the ball, things like that. And so I don't know. I'm I'm very excited about her because I don't think she's going to get caught up with, she knows the U S landscape because she was here for a while, but I also don't think she's going to be as tied to the politics of the U S landscape that it seemed like Vladko was being so integrated with it for so long. I, I guess my only fear in it all is what is she going to be allowed to do? You know, I think the, I think an impact that she can make will go deeper than just coaching the national team. I think she could have a really massive effect on our youth system. Uh, I think along the lines of the development and the, uh, you know, just like that side of things, but is, are they going to allow her to have that effect? Is she even going to want to have that effect? You know, she's like we said in the um, thing that, you know, she was, you know, wouldn't spend more time with her sons, like how involved in that stuff is, you know, is she trying to get? Um, but I really think that if if she has handcuffs, it's going to be hard. And I I could see her like day one, they're like, okay, hey, you're going to do this, and she's going to say, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so, it is it going to be something where, and and she's and she's probably like you mentioned, like she's not going to play the political games. Will there come a point earlier that that will become a problem? that she's not going to play politics ball with U S soccer. Yeah. One would hope that U S has kind of learned from what happened this last summer. And I like is doing certain things and marketing certain players and making sure certain players are getting minutes and call-ups and things like that. More important than getting that next world cup and getting that fifth star. And I would hope that that's not the case, but I don't know. I'm not in those conversations, but I think with her hire, I think it shows a level of ambition that just watching the hiring, the men's hiring process, I didn't know us soccer was capable of. Like I like, if you think about it, like I don't even know what the equivalent would have been on the male side to like this hire, but like, this is like the male version of hiring like a clop or a pep. You know, like that's like, that's how insane this hire is. Like that's how high level of, of a get this is. And I hope like, I hope it's not being understated. Like as much as we all kind of crap on us soccer at times, 
like this was a ridiculous get by them. And I know she has always had a, like, she has ties to the U S and has always had like, a, like she, in her interview, she said that this is a dream job for her, which is great. But it's like to have the ambition to go get, like you said, like, a, like she's won six super leagues. She was in the champions league final last year. Like that, like there is no bigger get for the U S than this. It's literally, you have the ability, you went out and got literally the best coach. Not the best coach that's available, literally the best coach. Yeah. And from a from a good team. Yes. Like and, and they're winning and she's got a great job and like their facilities are amazing. Like thank you, John Terry. Dude, honestly, like, I mean, like, it's she's leaving an unbelievable situation to come help dig us out of a hole. Right. And like to like to US's credit, like US soccer's credit, like this is a huge get. They did their job. Like they got, they did their job. Are they going to fumble it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but because be that's fair, so my biggest fear is if this doesn't go the way that we all want it to, and not like if it doesn't go quickly, think, I think if at the end of the day, after so many years and, and whatnot, if it's not going the way that we're expecting, I could see us soccer being like, eh, let's move on. But yeah. it's like you I mean, can't. Fortunately, like you got to. Can. You got to let this one go. Well, fortunate. I mean, they're hiring her for this World Cup cycle. Like she's, yeah. you know, what I mean, she's gonna get. She's gonna get the 2027 World Cup. So, like, I think like we at least have three and a half years of this. So, I think I don't know what her contract is, but there's no way that they're not gonna give her this next cycle. And it's an exciting cycle. I know, like. Obviously, the last World Cup didn't go as well, but I remember, I, and we might have talked about this, but I remember seeing an interview with um, the Arsenal women's coach, which is obviously a rival of Emma's, but it was after the World Cup, and he was talking about the U.S. team with um, men and blazers and where it went wrong and things like that. And one of the huge things that he talked about was that the U.S. was missing, like, this generation where, like, the, and you know this, when, when is typically, like, your soccer prime? Uh, you're 25 to 31. Exactly. And, like, if you're off the top of your head and you're like in the not no stress, we can't, but like try to think of how many players in this last world cup we had in that age bracket. Uh, not very many, like three, like in, in a few that like, where like you have like Lindsay Oran, Roosevelt was like kind of on the younger edge of that. And then there was like, and even I still think. like your, your returning players. I remember like as soon as they lost, they did Fox sports did a graphic of like the returning players, what their ages would be. And it's still like, I think, Lavelle might be 30 at that time. Yes. Yep. I think she was the oldest one, maybe. Yeah. And like Lindsay Oran will probably get a call up again. I think she'll be like 32 at that point. But like, you know, like it's, we have this like kind of like weird lost generation. And I remember there's, I think his name's Idaval. I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that, but um, he was kind of talking about that lost generation. And we're going to have a lot more people, especially if we can say healthy in their prime of like their age. And I love that she's brought Americans to Chelsea. You know, like she, like when Mia official was tearing it up in the Mexican league, wasn't getting call up, wasn't getting, but like Emma Hayes was like, man, she's good enough to come to Chelsea and help us out. So mm-hmm. she's over at Chelsea and obviously sitting behind Sam Kerr, but like is getting minutes and the score to goal too and stuff like that. She's done well. And but then like Kat Macario is there right now, obviously hasn't been able to play yet, but like clearly wanted to bring Kat Macario. So like she has investment in like the U S players, but simultaneously knows the European game, which I don't feel we've had in a long time. 
like she's integrated with all the best teams. Like she played like Spanish teams. Like she plays all the top English players. You know, it's like, it's, I'm excited just because I think she has experience against our competition that we may, we really haven't had in a while. Yeah. It's all, I, you know, it's all about knowing your opponents at the same time. But I, I wonder too, like, um, you know, I was just reading about, um, her relationship with some of the players. And it's very noted that the biggest relationship that she kind of has right now is with Fran Kirby, because when Fran Kirby's mom passed away, like Emma really kind of stepped in and like Kirby stepped away from the game a few times for mental health purposes. And Emma was there and you wonder how many of those players are going to have an influence on our players being like, Hey, like, I'm sure they, you know, I'm even though they play against each other in a World Cup and whatnot, like I'm sure they, you know, they'll DM and what, hey, you know, tell yeah. us about, tell us about or whatnot. I wonder how much of influence those Chelsea players are going to have, but also too, I mean, like obviously they can't play for the U.S., but like, can this help the NWSL in a way? Because the, I mean, the the according to sources, people can't see this, but we're we're throwing the sources, we're dropping them. According to sources, a lot of those players who are on that Chelsea team right now are on the end of their contracts. And you can imagine it's going to be based off of who they hire, but it, that may not matter. And how mm-hmm. many of those players by like, hey, like, I just want to be closer to Emma. And they come to the U.S. and play. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's entirely possible. I attention, think- attention, Ryan Dell at Racing Louisville. Give the Brinks truck to Sam Kerr right now. You need a goal scorer. Go get her. Sorry. Wait. There is not enough things to fix the Red Stars right now. So I like Kerr. Obviously, she played for the Red Stars before. But if you want to come back, we'll take you. So no, bad. You are you are coming to to <laughs> racing. We need a striker. We need a goal scorer. And Quinn would lose her mind if her favorite player came oh, to dude. to racing. But um, no, I th- I think it's going to be interesting to see. I did see today uh, that uh, Emma's top assistant from Chelsea is going to come with her. Uh, so I think that'll be kind of good. I, I wonder what other options there might be. Um, you wonder if there's going to be a quote unquote U.S. soccer person on the staff and and who that might be. Um, I'm sure there will. Like she's like the thing about Emma is like she's not like I by everything she's ever done. She's not dumb. Like she knows no, how to no. like, like. And so I think she is absolutely smart enough to recognize that you need someone on the ground floor. And who's been around, who's seen the young town, who's with the U-17s, with all those groups to really like get the, like get a good perspective of the, again, the ground up. And so, yeah, I think then there's no way she's not hiring like you, some U.S. coaches to fill out her staff, fill out her youth staff and stuff like that. I think I'm just excited about hopefully the influence that she can have with some of the, like, like you said, like, I don't know how much she's going to have on the overall club landscapes, the ECNL GA, things like that. But like, I'm really hopeful that she can change the, essentially like the filtering process from getting to the U15 groups, the U17s, U19s, under 23s, things like that. Let's see. uh, Current interim coach Twyla Kilgore is going to remain on as a full-time assistant, as well as Emma is going to bring Denise Reddy over. Uh, former NCAA All-American at, at Rutgers uh, will be joining the staff as well. You got to think um, what, uh, you know, obviously goalkeeper coach you're going to have to bring in. Uh, 
and it seems we, we know a few guys. We do girls. know we do know some people. We do know some people. Um, Paul Green is is a big assistant for Emma at Chelsea, and I wonder how much you know whether he gets to come over or maybe they move him into the top role because she she mentioned in an interview on Chelsea's website um, about wanting to make sure that she gets some gets the right person for Paul and the team. Um, so it kind of makes you wonder, uh, you know, what that is, uh, what that's going to look like come that time. But, you know, we got a, a few minutes here to wrap up. Just kind of, if you're Emma Hayes, you walk in that locker room for the very first time at training camp, what are you saying? I mean, if, if it's her personality from what you've seen, it's essentially going to be like, hey, whatever happened last World Cup wasn't good enough. We got to switch things up. We're going to make it a lot more competitive, a lot more cutthroat. And if you're not doing your job, we're going to find someone that does. And I think when everything you look at, and I think she does a great job of, I I imagine that won't be her first thing because she clearly can build good relationships as well. But I think that's going to be the message where it's like around a 16 exit for the women's national team is nowhere near good enough. And I think that's where, she's going to get to. And I'm really excited because I, I, again, when you talk about the young talent that we have, and I know people like to crap on us soccer, both the men's and the women's side. But I think when you look at some of the people that are younger, that are going to be in that soccer prime coming through, I mean, you saw in the last, in the last game, and I know Columbia is not like a top 10 team in the world by any means, but you look at the people that are scoring, you got uh, Jaden Shaw getting a goal. You got me official getting a goal. Like it's, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Like Tranny Rodman, Sophia Smith, Malpi will be back by then. Hopefully, Katarina Marcario recovers from her injury. I'm, like it's been like 18 months, so who knows? But I don't know. I'm really excited. I think she's going to be able to take that young talent and really run with it. She clearly knows how to manage big personalities. She's going to get people to like her. Big thing is get on the bus, and and so she, I think she's going to be able to get people to get on the bus. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see too. You know, we've seen some of the players not super often. I mean, Macario was kind of mainly one of them that the U S kind of had to vie for to get her services. And we see it a lot in the men's game lately. You kind of wonder how many of uh, those international kids with citizenships now, you know, know of him and like, Hey, like this is where I want to go play. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, I think when she walks in, I think she's going to do what she does. She's going to lay the the law down, but Hey, this is how it's going to be. And you can either, fly with it or you don't have to do anything and we're going to move on without you. Um, I think too, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see because obviously her first inter, you know, international head coaching experience, um, you know, and there, there are, I've, I, you know, I've never coached a national team nor a pro team, but I've, you know, I've read and I've heard interviews like there is a difference between doing that, you know, so is there going to be a, an adjustment period for her? I mean, she's only going to get four games before the Olympics. I know you said that, you know, the Olympics don't mean much to you, but to me, like an Olympic medal still means, still means a lot. Nobody wants the silver. Nobody wants the bronze. Everybody wants the gold, you know? So, you know, I think that's uh, uh, something that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what group she takes to that. Um, As everybody says too, you know, typically for that Olympics is typically you take that younger group, uh, who's going to feature for you in the, the World Cup coming up after that. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm excited. I think from what I can tell, a majority of U.S. soccer fans are excited. And even some people who weren't fans of, of United States Women's National Team are now because it, 
we got, you know, you hear it a lot on uh, the Pat McAfee show. Uh, whenever a team hires like a big time coach, he goes, we got the guy. We we got the guy. We got the guy. And, you know, I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day that you and I still, after six years, don't know what the female version of dude is. But like yeah. the U.S. soccer women's national team got the dude. Like we got her. That's I. That's that's all we we got her because that's yes. what Emma A's is. His she is her with a capital H E R. Um, and I couldn't be more excited. It's a great time to be a U.S. soccer fan. It's always a great time to be a U.S. soccer fan, but even more so now um, than than others. Man, what a, uh, a a cool week it's been for U.S. soccer. Uh, last couple of weeks, you know, with the, the with, obviously with the NWSL uh you know finals big shout out to gotham fc and and i'm not even going to start talking about that game because i cried after two minutes um maybe i will say that for another time for another day but um man we've got so much coming up about the united star coaches convention that we'll talk to you guys about uh soon as the show is over so make sure to stick around and hear how you can get yourself a really cool discount uh just by listening to this episode man i tell you what guys it is an awesome time to be a soccer coach it's an awesome time to be a soccer fan and we can't wait to be with you guys in anaheim for the united soccer coaches convention where nick and myself are going to be there interviewing some of the top coaches from around the globe who are going to make their way to anaheim just like you and you can do that too just by going to United Soccer Coaches Convention.org. And make sure if you are going, if you haven't, download the United Soccer Coaches Convention app. If you're going to need it because it's got all the schedules on it. I already checked the schedules. Everything's good to go, my pals. Like it's going to be awesome. And this year, Podcast Row has been changed to Media Row. And it is in the exhibit hall this upcoming year. And from what I'm told, Nick, is we've got some prime real estate that we've been sit- situated in uh, for our location uh, in Media Row. So apparently we're going to be rubbing shoulders with some really big who's who's in the soccer world. And I cannot wait. Dude, I mean, I you always know this stuff and you get to you get to be the one that surprises me with it. So I'm going to be very excited. Well, to see. The, the big thing, the big thing is it's on Brandon to hold up to it, though. He didn't he didn't give me like specific details. He's just like, I think you're going to like your location. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. So if anybody wants to uh, connect with you, they're like, all right, I need to know more about this Rizzo guy. This is my first episode listening. He's just dropping knowledge darts on me uh, about soccer and, and coaching and, and the U.S. Women's National Team and, and all things Liverpool. Uh, how can somebody reach out to you? At Coach and Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. We're super excited to be back. Again, like we said, we hate when our season's in, but we know that that means Soccer Chat is back. And my pals, we are back. We can't wait to do it all over again. Next week, we're going to have a special guest lined up for you. We're going to get back to the interviews where Nick gets to answer or gets to ask all those really cool questions. And I sound like an idiot asking your favorite question. How could you describe your coaching philosophy? in a song it's been a while but we're going to get back into it and it's all going after this week so make sure to let us know what you think hit us up on the twitter at chat soccer that's s-o-c-c-r no e because somebody stole soccer chat already those jerks it happens but we will be back again and if this is if this is your first time it's been a while Make sure to go back and listen to all the shows in the archives. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Duke Brand for all your coaching accessory needs. Go to DukeDukeBrand.com and make sure you use the promo code SoccerChat. 
for a sweet discount. It's great stuff. We show it to you guys every Wednesday. Make sure to go check it out. And also, Soccer Chat powered once again by Exact Sports. Big shout out to those guys. Check them out. ExactSports.com. Looking for the best sports ID camps all around this country. Just go to ExactSports.com. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you next week, brother. See you later, brother. Ha, 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 ha.